Don't. Don't open that box. What have you done? You shouldn't have opened it. You shouldn't have opened it. Open it. Open it. Open Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish presents the Mystery Box. You know that that other that that other show we have, the newer one. This is like the third installment of the Mystery Box, where we have a box full of mysteries. And I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I'm Bartek. And we are Spin Polish, likingly, because we're always spitting, and we both make grievous mistakes when it comes to ch- to to doing the Mystery Box, because. We have to watch a film that's completely random to us, and it can be either a joy or a burden. Uh, Whether or not the film we had to watch was a burden is yet to be discovered. Whether it was a joy is yet to be discovered. I'm hoping someone's doing detective work by the tone of my voice. Mm, There was spitting in the film. Bartek, on the mystery box. Yes. We have a box full of DVDs and all other things. Yeah, I finally got to see it today. Well, we all get to see it in our hearts. Bartek, what are these movies exactly? Well, you know, Ryan, that's kind of the point of the show. What are these things that we find? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny here. We, we literally find... So far, it's only been DVDs. We find things that happen to be DVDs so far, which we do not know much about, if anything at all. Yeah. So we have these DVDs. We say this looks wacky or interesting, or this has a absurd bunch of or... absurd, or it has a bunch of possibilities. Why not do a show where we watch that? We watch these things, then immediately have a discussion about them on microphone. Recording. On microphone, yeah. yeah. And this isn't to say that these movies are ones that aren't known. They're just not known to us. We could be doing a big Hollywood movie that we just have never heard of, and it's just like, what is this? Yeah, keeping up. The science had some big names. Big names. I mean, it had Gary Marshall and Larry Miller, the biggest names of all. The film that we are doing today is Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones, huh? Yeah. Who's Mr. Bones? Could it be our guest? I think our our guest does have bones under his flesh. You're making the bold statement that our guest is human. Yes. They're well, the one who. They're the one who unfortunately had the duty of picking randomly from the box this film, which we thank him for. Of course, we're thanking uh, uh, our lovely guest, Mark Russell. Thank you, Spin Posh. It is an honour to be here. Oh, Mark, 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 Mark. It's like the honour of being tortured by demons for your sins. I feel like Jesus in the harrowing... The harrowing? You know when Jesus had to go down to hell and free people? Oh, that was Jesus' vacation. (laughs) (laughs) National Lampoon's Jesus' vacation. We had to watch the film Mr. Bones. Now, Mr. Bones is a film that someone has made, someone wrote it, someone who may or may not be the lead actor. Mr. Bones is such an interesting movie. 
that one of us has to have the duty of explaining the plot, uh, you know, give 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 a quick kind of overall view of the film. And now, I'd love to give it to you, Mark. I really would. And I'd love to give it to you, Bartek. Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't done it. Yet. I want to have a go, because yeah. I haven't had to go. And Mark, you had the honour of picking the film. Um, Mr. Bones. Okay. So Mr. Bones is a movie that starts in in South Africa. And it's in this little kind of village community that was called something like... Um, what was it called? It was... Come- Kung Fu Land. So it was set in Kung Fu Land. The back of the box says it's the Kavuki tribe. It's like Kavuki. Oh, Kavuki Land. It was Kavuki, Kavuki Land. Land. Yes. So it's set in this small African tribe in tribal, Kav- village. tribal village in Kavuki Land, and it's just a bunch of people. You know, we set up. There's the king of the land, and he's like always getting daughters, and he wants a, a son, a male heir. And then, before you know it, an airplane starts to crash. You see it flaming in the air, and it smashes into the ground. And you see, like, this little baby that survived the plane crash, and it's a white baby. And that's our lead character, Mr. Bones. And, Ryan, over the course of the film, we learn about the circumstances of that plane being set on fire and crashing, right? No, of course oh, right, not. Yes. <laughs> we know literally nothing more yeah. about Mr. Bones or his family. It is very important that this character is white and he lands oh, in Africa. Oh, yeah. That, uh, important? Yeah. Important? Yeah. So he's white and he grows up. But before he grows up fully, we have a cut from, like, him as a baby to him as like a, I would say like nine years old, yeah, young. nine ten, and older it's childhood. Older childhood, and he's playing a game which they called the Guara 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 Guara, which is golf basically. But you use one hand instead of two to swing, and you use rocks. Yeah, and, and, and he and sucks at Guara Guara because he always lifts his head up. He discovers that. No, his calling isn't Guara Guara. His calling is to be the Bones Doctor, the the Mr. Bones, the man who... The one who reads the bones. The bones of the tribe to predict future events and, and destiny and fate and all this kind of stuff. You know, the medicine man, kind of. The fate man. And, and he predicts that, you know, like, he sees the actual Bones Doctor guy and he's like, no, nah, he's reading this wrong. This is absolutely wrong. Cut 35 years later... Mm-hmm. 35 and the king is still alive he's really old he's got 17 wives at this point and all and all he's had his daughters and he's saying hey I want a son so bad I've got another pregnant wife here but she's gonna probably give me a daughter but Mr. Bun's like no she's gonna give you a son he's like oh oh I remember now I actually might have a son I had sex with this woman back in the day called um, his blood got hot yeah his blood he repeatedly says my blood got hot i met a woman her name was alberta one night alberta and i were alone my blood got hot he's like oh yeah i have a son uh in you know how you can tell who my son is he'll be wearing a necklace with a little horn a little um, antler, I guess, from a bite. What was it? Uh, antelope, of course. 
and they call it a du- duak or something? a duak you know du- which yeah. is very important to the tribe and basically hey mr bones for some reason i trust you go out to sun city which is in walking distance well mr bones is the one who like read the bones he's like mm. something about the sun you you'll have a sun but it has something related with the sun go that, go and, and that's what made him remember like oh in the sun city i had sex with a woman named alberta just go get out of my village go to the city find my son bring him back so he can be king and i can die and Happy. Ryan, everything you just said is the blurb on the back of the DVD cover in your own words. But, twist, not only does hijinks happen with elephants and poop along the way. And rhinos. And, and rhinos and spit and all this. Mr. Bones gets to the city very quickly, but, oh, the other storyline is... Uh, there's this just, just the one other storyline? <laughs> <laughs> the main other story. We'll get to that. The other big storyline is there's a golf tournament happening on which golf, very similar to Gua Gua. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a young guy there called the Prince. Because of course he is. That's, That's his, his nickname. nickname. Vince the Prince. Lee. Yeah. Vince Lee. He's, he, you know, he's black and he's an orphan, but he's the best golfer and he has a, like his manager guy called Fats. And, and, and he's going to win this golf tournament. Is Fats... Fat is very fat. He's so big. He is huge. He's so big he has his own sound effect. He's so big he has his own soundtrack. Are you fat so brother? The bones that Bones uses leads him to to follow Prince, try and convince and or take Prince back to the king and prove to the king that this is his son and also prove to the prince, Vince, that he is the prince. Keeping up? That's like the central thrust of the plot. That's the A plot. Of the A plot. The people are wasting your clothes. Stop wasting our time. Come. What the fuck? Now, the D plot (laughs) is one that follows chronologically, which is, um, Bartek, do you want to take a guess of what the D plot line is? Um, well, of all the plots that I can think of, I would say... Would you say D is the bottom one? Yes, D is the very minimal be, one. <laughs> would it be the um, the father of a woman and his not son? Yes. <laughs> so we meet at one point when it cuts away from the A plot, a white father who who has a South African accent, but also you know it kind of sounds Australian, so we don't know. And he's hanging out with this young man who keeps calling him, you know, pa. pa hey, pa. To, to which he always responds with, I'm not your pa or not yet or something. I'm not pa yet. Let's get him loaded. Ya pa. I'm not your pa yet. What we, what we get from this is that this young man is engaged to marry his daughter. Yes. Now, every, now, when we first meet them, they are renting a plane. They're on the plane They're already. Plane. They're on a plane already with, with a, a pig. With a, a pig. giant pig. A giant black pig. Now, their goal throughout this film <laughs> is to bring the pig home, kill it, and then prepare it to, to yeah. eat. At the spit wedding. Roast. At the wedding. To spit roast, yes, Mark. Um... <laughs> But every time, and there are two different times in this movie where they get on a plane with this pig, they realise that the plane's too heavy and they throw the pig off. Yes. Yes, they throw the pig out of the plane. Yeah, and then when they land, they do their own thing and somehow come across the pig again. Um... (laughs) Mark and I have a very important question for you. Yes, I'm, does the, this, I'm the professional does this D story Does this D storyline integrate into the film naturally and not come out of nowhere? 
<laughs> the, the second last time we see them, Fat steals like a a, a quad bike from them. Yeah, yes he does. To get to the to the a plot stuff. Whoa, let's not jump too far at the end. Does it just naturally flow into the movie like? Plot lines should. Ryan, if you are asking me if every time we see the father we go, oh yeah, this? The answer is yes. But to answer the question you just asked, I think that would be more of a no. We we were all sitting watching this and it just, it was like, okay, so what's happening in the A storyline is the 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 um bone Mr Bones is Mr. trying to bring Prince is trying to bring prince the prince to the no bridge. hold on yeah this is not that's not even right yet well, that's in the his A goal? no but not yet yeah in the A storyline at that point Bones Mr Bones is getting to the city and he's camping out eating food and using his bones to figure out where the prince is going to be. He's eating in the um, the sand in the golf course. Yeah. And the bones, when he rolls them, they point, and then Fats shows up kicking some golf balls, and he goes, Hey, what are you doing here, you crazy man? Because he's already met Bones, Mr. Bones, already, because mm. Mr. Bones the was helping an elephant from being constipated by shoving his fist up the elephant's butthole to which Mark which Mark exclaimed I cannot watch this I cannot watch this it was was far too graphic for a PG movie it was your favourite part well well, there's also the vino butthole that's later in the film there's (laughs) lots of animal buttholes He's like, oh, he starts talking to Fats, and Fats is like talking to him back, being like, get out of here, crazy, crazy weirdo. And then it cuts randomly to two white guys in an airplane with a pig in the back of the plane. In fact, it not only cuts to them, it cuts weirdly to a close up. It actually goes from Fats and Bones arguing, cut. To a pig snorting and squealing in the back of a plane, and you hear the voice of the dad go, Quiet, pig! And Mark exclaimed, What's going on now? This was the first weird subplot out of many. Isn't that right, Mark? There were quite a few. There were so many. Well, actually, the orphan plot. Him soon. Oh, yeah, the plot of the orphans. Mark. Will that be the E plot? That would actually be the Z plot. It's like the A point two. So, Mark, what's with these orphans? There's an orphanage somehow involved somewhere. Well, the main-ish character, Prince. Prince. He has a tragic <laughs> backstory of being an orphan, which is very relevant because you know he was adopted. To yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't yeah. know who his parents are. So randomly, he's he's giving like this press conference in Sun City, and there's this girl there, and he's like. A little girl. A little girl, Amongst yeah. other children, yeah. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, what's your name and where are you from? And he's like, I'm from, like, Nazareth Orphanage uh, yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I whatever. Was, I was an orphan too. Good on you. Yeah, no, he's, like, he's like, here, let me tell you a secret. I was an orphan too. You want to know a little secret, Linda Way? I'm an orphan too. There you go. I love you, baby. I love you. I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. The orphanage is going to just be shut down, yeah? Yeah. Because it's... It doesn't have the money. It doesn't have the money to sustain itself. And he's like, 
I'm going to fund it when I get my winnings. And poor old Fats is like your half. When you, you win, you get your half you can use on the orphanage. I'm, See, I'm using from it for that, me. that, it makes it sound like Fats is like the villain. Yes, I, I assumed Fats was going to be the antagonist of and, the film, but like he, a comedic antagonist. Like the kind of antagonist that's yeah. like, you wouldn't say he's evil. You would just say, oh, he's an obstacle. Yeah, like mm. he steps out of a plane. He like, you know, he's like, oh, what a glorious country. I'm going to kiss the ground. I love Africa. Kiss the ground. He, of course, kisses gum. Like, it sucks to his lips, and he kisses another guy, and you, Mark, actually, you were like, this is a wasted opportunity, that that could have got their lips stuck, and no, it, it didn't. It would have been brilliant. Mm. Yeah, it would have been brilliant, and the, and the press are snapping photos, and then, like, you see the news flash the next day, like, the paper swirl to the screen being like, GAY! <laughs> That's the plot E and D. But what about plot C, I hear you ask? Great question. Well, plot C involves a little man called Mr. Devlin. This is a bet I place for four million dollars <coughs> on your boy, Vince Lee. <coughs> because <coughs> you told me to. Mr. Devlin yes, the... is some random South African guy who places the, a four million dollar bet on behalf of Fats and the Prince for the golf tournament. Yeah, he's the antagonist, I think. He is say. the antagonist, but you kind of forget about him and don't realise he's the antagonist until, like, later, later. Where he starts making life-threatening things. There were points in the movie where you're like, yeah, remember, the, remember, remember Mr. Devlin? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. then, yeah. like, 40 minutes later he would show up. I think he owns the casino... In the town, because he owns the, the bands and the singers and stuff. Like, literally owns them. He like, literally owns man. them. And he's very angry during the film because Vince is doing a shit job because he's being distracted by Mr. Bones, who yeah. is throwing off his game sometimes. Well, Only sometimes. Well, actually, he sucked before. That. That's what I was going to say. It's kind of vague about everyone's skill level at Guaraguara or golf. I thought film. you meant in this in this film. As it's no, very no, no, no. vague whether she's As a good... It's whether It's very vague whether that nurse is a good nurse. It's very vague if the park ranger guy is a good park ranger. It's vague whether there was actually a plot. You know, I mean, well, I'm lying. Said, There's like, like four 14... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Mr. Devlin's, like, basically he's angry because he's going to lose out on $4 million and stuff like that, and he also owns the romantic love interest for Vince, which is, her name was, like, it was something like Lolita, I know it wasn't, you know, Litany or something like that, Litany, Lentils, I'm the Litty, so she owns, he owns Lentils, the Litty, and then B-plot. Well, what's well, a B-plot? Well, the B-plot is related to all of them. Our friend Fats. Yes. Fats gets squashed by the D-plot, which is the pig. It landed directly on top of Fats, squashing him into the sand and crippling him for pretty much the rest of the movie. Well, for Until he's like, the, like first third of the film, he's in that hospital. He's in the hospital with like... 
the wire grill, like the grill across his jawline that's screwed into his lips. Yeah, it kind of looked a little bit like, you know, when in cartoons, like when you've got the really big, complicated braces. Yeah, like Lisa in The Simpsons, mm, yeah. where she's like, gets her one done, she smashes the mirror. It's, does it's, like, it's like a cross between that and like the, the clockwork orange, like keep your eyes open thing. Yeah, like torture device. He's got torture device on his face, and his plot and line he's is... he's been stretched. Oh, yeah. He's got so weights. he's got lots of things going on. So for some reason, his bed has weights on them. Yeah. Did, can you can you explain? Cons- it's because he got crushed. He got so crushed. So they need to stretch him back out. Oh! oh! Okay, so he's got like straps tied to his feet and like ten kilo weight at the end of the bed. That's all he has is ten kilos. Hmm. And then they the villains like asshole people, Mister Devlin puts more weights on there and it keeps stretching him. And then the bed for some reason. Folds, folds in half, half well, before which we... makes no sense because the folding in half comes from the top half of the bed where his head is while mm. the weight's on the bottom half. Before he gets crushed by the pig, he meets Mr. Bones, you well, know, at the golf course. Yeah, like I said, yeah. Yeah, but Mr. Bones tells him that his goal is to find the prince. And oh, yeah. And he misunderstands that as being, oh, he's going to take the golfer, the prince. Yeah, exactly. So he starts panicking a bit, like, oh, I have to protect the prince. But then he gets crushed. So as he's in the bed with that contraption, he can't speak, and he he's trying does to a tell. Shit job. Yeah, he's trying to tell everyone the witch doctor. You know, he's gonna take the prince. He, he's like concerned. And the nurse the just keeps injecting him with sedatives. The nurse, who we find out later, is Lentil's. I'm Lanetti. Mum, mm-hmm. who's yeah. a member of the village. In Kabuki Land. Lalette, the daughter of gnomes, who left Kabuki yes. Land in the year of the Great Drought. Yes! And pretty much everyone that you've met, other than Devlin, is from Kabuki Land. By the way, Bones' whole storyline is just basically get the prince back to the thing. You don't get to find out who his parents were. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He's white at all he's, in terms of being in Africa. Like any of that. T- he's the title character. But pretty much his character is just the outrageous guy who's trying to get the plot moving. He is the And momentum. for some reason, he's like this 50-year-old man. Well, it makes sense, Mark. 35 years went by when he was nine. So the lead actor's name is Leon... What is it? Shyster? Shuster. Shuster. Leon that Shyster Shuster. I think he is South African. I know nothing about the gentleman, but I have a lot of feelings about him after watching this. <laughs> you have eaten something that is blocking your poop hole. Hi, be one. Yes, yes, no problem. What was your feeling? Just, just based off the cover. Well, it's very mis, mis- um, leading to be honest. Just from like the setup. You read the blurb. It's like a plane crashes in Africa. And this white guy arrives. We're yeah. Like, okay. And so he repels the like, line with flatulence. Yeah. Yeah, but like, there's also a dice on the cover, so it's like, okay, he he comes to Africa. So he's he's like falls from the sky, so they, they African tribe takes him as their god. That's what. Yeah. 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 You commented on the hat as well. Yeah, because he's got like a bowler hat and dice. Which serves no purpose. It's pointless. Yeah. Like, they make it, a. It, they have a whole shot dedicated to him getting that bowler hat. It's kind of like in a means. superhero movie. It's like he is how Spider-Man got he's his web his, shooters. I, he's he is how. Well, if he's item. anybody, he's Superman. Of course, because he does. He does yeah. super things. The hat is built up to be like his iconic item. Yeah, but it means nothing. Yeah, it's... and it gets buried under all the other decorations he puts on it. So you felt like okay, 
you had a story. You and I kind of pitched out a storyline of what yeah. we thought was going to happen by looking at the cover, and then we were very disappointed. Yeah, it's like yeah. white guy clearly in Africa. There's a dice on the cover. You guys were thinking like, oh, he's going to start like a Vegas. There casino. was a Vegas. There was like Sun a casino. City is pretty much Vegas. I yeah, I thought he was going to be like a road to El Dorado type, where he's from a uh, foreign land. He goes to some mysterious place, gets lost, mm. and benefits off of it by lies. You know, like, uh, you know, becomes a god, becomes the chief somehow, mm. you know, like, and he starts to profiteer off of this and turn it I into guess, Western sort, values. Sort of Book of Mormon in yeah, way. I thought it'd yeah. be like he's going to yeah. teach them the values of gambling. Yeah, know? I thought he was going to teach them the ways of doing wrongdoing, and then through circumstances, he would learn a lesson about being a good person. Like that Simpsons episode where Homer is a missionary. Yes, like exactly that. that episode. The do you notice that that storyline gets played around a lot with in media? You know, mm. Book of Mormon, the Road Two series, Road to El Dorado, The Simpsons. I'm sure. I'm sure South Park's done it as well. You, you and I kind of formulated a plan, but Bart's like, you, you, well, you didn't really join in on that. What was your kind of thoughts from looking yeah. at what you had given? And also, kind of explain to the audience about your history with this, because you, you, you I guess and I, have, I have a history. Yeah, I guess. In terms of... Well, first things. of all, let's, let's jump back to a few months before this episode was released. Ryan and I did an unappreciated masterpiece episode on They Call Me Bruce yeah. with our friend Chris Mardirian. Uh, afterwards, we, you know, we hung out for a little bit more and we went to a cash converters to maybe look for movies we can add to the mystery box pile. We hadn't done an episode yet, but just to, you know, find something that we could, you know, one day do on the show, which surprise, surprise, we found two things. What the first of which being Mr. Bones. Now we were looking through the DVD section. Ryan walked away to look at something else, but I found this DVD and it looks the, the cover just looks mysterious. Mysterious. So I said, hey, Ryan, I think we found... I think I found something. <laughs> and Ryan, you just were like, okay, let's have a look. And I saw you picked it up, you were looking at it, you put a smile on your face, nodding, nodding. And you're like, yeah, this this looks weird. So, so we got it, along with something else. Which we'll yeah. Um... Yeah, oh, and you see. you read the blurb at the time, so we had some idea, but obviously it's been of like three months. We've All I remembered it. was farts were mentioned. Yeah, because in the opening scene, baby Mr. Bones farts and a lion runs away. Yeah. Which cultural thing, like, he made the lion return to its cave. He must be a great, you know, man. My mother, your son has chased the lion into the cave! I'm the king of this jungle! Yeah! I hate this movie, but I also love it. Yeah. I like it, and I never am going to watch it again. Yep. It's something of pure garbage. So, probably to describe the cover, we've basically got Mr. Bones. He's got, you know, a lion cub in front of him, kind of being hugged. He's got a monkey on his left shoulder. Oh, and then there's, there's a lot of stuff on this cover. Yeah, and then there's a whole collage of animals. We got, uh, we got a bird, we got a giraffe, two leopards. A lion who looks kind of grumpy, an elephant, um, a, pa a parrot of some sort. Yeah, parrots, obviously, you know. Yeah, got three, like, birds in the sky flying. And then, like, to the left of the frame, we've got the king and... Well, that's Vince Lee. Oh, yeah, yeah, and our actual main so, character. So, we have two... Wait, can I, can I point something out? So, on the left-hand side, we have two characters. 
Very small behind the sun, I think, that orange circle is supposed to represent. Yeah, yeah, the lion looks and like he's resting on a Vince sun. Lee is to the most left-hand side, to the bo- more bottom of the frame. Taking up, and like, four square centimeters. He's <laughs> very tiny. Actually, and the, less. And the king is above him. He's a bit bigger, more prominent. He's laughing. And then on the right-hand side, on the very right-hand side, we have the love interest. What was Lentils. her name? Lentils. The lady. Get your ass over here! But then above her, we have a character that I do not think was in the movie. (laughs) Who's some random tribes member. Oh, I think I remember seeing him somewhere. Who's some random tribes member. It's not even Fats. Fats isn't on the cover. Fats is, yeah, he's right there, the elephant. Right in the center of the frame. Yeah, he's just behind it. You know what's the weirdest thing? The cover is so much of a lie. Because, yeah, the elephant is an antagonistic figure. And we do get a shot of giraffe, but we never get leopards. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, that's a lie. Vince Lee tried to pet a leopard thinking it was oh, fake. Oh, we get yeah, a lion, but, but, but guess one. what? Guess what? You know what we don't get on this cover? Hippos, no. which feature prominently. Yeah, there were at least half a dozen. Oh, look, is that a deer? Yeah. That's, that's not even an antelope. That's a deer. Yeah. So th- that's our front cover. And that's what... Oh, and below it, it has Mr. Bones written in or- orangey, red, yellow... In sun-like text with orange and red yep. and yellow. Uh, and then, and like, it... the tie cover below it. And then in the middle of the O... <laughs> because it's Bones. tie for some reason. Yeah. Because this person, whoever bought this, bought it in Thailand, came to Australia, went to a random suburb in Melbourne, and was like, oh, it's a reject. I mean, it's uh, this. Is, I'm gonna go to cash converters. I want. I need money. Or he sold it to a cash converter somewhere, and it was like distributed to one of the. Oh, I imagine. I imagine that it, this been... guy, this guy who ever bought this in Thailand, went to Melbourne and went to some good suburb, like you know. Brunswick, mm. put it in the cash converters there. They're like, we just can't sell Mr. Bones. Yeah, Could someone around. distribute this to one of the many other stores? And this DVD has, I bet you, this has been floating around in cash converters for six years. <laughs> and, and, and then who should pick it up? Bartek. Yeah. And, and when you picked it up, you could feel like an aura coming off of it, and you could hear a weird African voice, the king's voice, <laughs> say... My son, my son, my son has finally found it. And then you were weirded out because you're like, Dad? And I'm like, Ryan. And then I came over and you're like, what's wrong? And you're like, I think my dad was trying to call me through this DVD. And I opened it up. I opened it up like this. And I just look inside and I'm like, I don't see your dad in here at all, brother. You're crazy. And then then we bought it. I told Ryan, Ryan, this is my destiny. And Ryan said, okay, but I'll pay for it. (laughs) I pay for Bartek's destiny. So many times in my life. But the thing I was trying to get at is in the O of Mr. Bones, there is a die. A dice. A single dice. That's what made myself and and, and Mark think a Vegas thing was going to happen gambling. Because he also... He looks shifty. Yeah, The lead actor... Oh, uh, lead. Mr. Bones... He's just unpleasant to look at. Like, yeah, the, okay, <laughs> he looks like he's going to rip you off. The camera never really focuses on him anyway. On his face so much. But he's got like... um. What does he have? He has that... Neck beard. He has a neck beard. Very light beard. He has a very um, solid build. Like, you know what he's got? He's got what I call... He need he, What I call an almost there body. In terms of... You can tell his fit, yeah? He's got pecs. But he just needs to work out a little bit more. To be considered fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just on the a bit of the slouchy side, maybe. So, the lead actor has a heterochromia. You know, one eye's 
blue, one eye is brown. And that was very distracting throughout, throughout the whole movie. It means nothing. You know what was also distracting? His teeth. <laughs> uh, they make a big deal that that African tribe have, like, good teeth mm. for some reason. And he has the worst teeth out of them all. We said that the second cut was where he was nine years old, right? Yes. That's where they discovered his bone thing, and they said, we shall call you Bones. Up till then, he was just white kid. After then, he was something else, yeah. After then, he was just, hey, honky. And he was like, what's up, master? And then they were like, you're no longer a stereotype. You're now a weird character. Who we can't You're define. now African tribal, not Tarzan. I was very surprised how much, um, whether it's real or not, how much of the the natives' tongue they spoke throughout the movie. Like yeah. they kept that very consistent. If I had to praise it, it would be that. I don't know if it's an actual African dialect or something, or if it's one that they've fictionalized for the film but i I, I was very surprised how they were consistent with it and you know we were watching it with subtitles because these people who are in this english is not their first language i don't think yeah we didn't because we only went by the cover we didn't know what language the film would be in so we just made sure to select english subtitles and i thank god because they slur their words and they don't know how to pronounce certain words a lot of the actors I mean, Vince and Fats do, because they're, like, Americans, which... Yeah. Okay, I've got to ask you this, guys. They were both... Uh, so, where are they... F- where are Vince and Fats from? Someone, one of them mentioned taking them back to America. Did they mention, like, Los Angeles or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, they're from America. Yeah. But... Probably the West Coast, it seems. But... They're... Uh, okay, so... Vince is an orphan. Mm-hmm. Is he an orphan from Sun City? Who went it's to America or what? Never explained. No, I don't think so. Okay, and... Uh, and Fats clearly had a mother. And, and Fatsy's had a mother who was from America. Mm-hmm. Okay, but... she but, was in Sun City at some point. Yeah, so Vince and Fats are from America, then, but they love Africa. Like... One of the things I was very surprised by was uh, Fats, who seems like a greedy, narcissistic capitalist. I was expecting him to walk up and be like, "Oh, Africa, I hate it." Like, but throughout the film, he's really, he really loves Africa. He's like, so "I much, love Africa." So much bad shit happens to him. But he's constantly throughout the movie like, "I love Africa." I was expecting something like in Snow Dogs, where bad things happens to Cuba Gooding Jr in the snow environment. And he's like, yeah. I hate being here. I can't wait to go back to Los Angeles. But no, they both still love Africa for some reason during the whole entire movie. And I'm like, nice. I actually found that a little bit of a nice thing to break from in tradition of normal film, like in conventional Fish films. Fish out of water that doesn't like the water. Yeah. Africa! I'm going to kiss ground. Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. The praise ends there. This film is 90% poop jokes. Well, disgusting bodily fluids of sorts. Okay, I'll give you that. Disgusting bodily fluids of animals, primarily. Yeah, so this film is 90% bodily fluids from animals and humans alike. Pretty much every punchline ends with someone's head being smothered in poop. 
And that's the and type of film we're too. on. That's the type of film we're on. We should say the the speed or the poop was predicted just beforehand too. Mm. Exactly. It's always like so it's, it's a setup yeah. to end paid off, which I I guess I appreciate. So that's how he became Bones, right? It's like you're gonna be pooped on, and then it happened, right? No, he became Bones because he scared away. Oh no! Nine year old kid, yeah. Nine year old Bones became Bones because he predicted. Yeah, he predicted what would happen. He was like, "You're gonna be pooped on," and the king gets pooped on. Which apparently is a genetic trait, because anyone who's the heir to the king gets pooped on by the same bird. Well, obviously the, the bird has been sent by the creator. Did you know that that's the bird's job? When the bird gets up in the morning, he clocks in, puts on his tie, <laughs> Read, reads he, the spoilers of the no, film. He, yeah. he he has to go to he has to go to the office, say hey George, and George is like, hey Bill, how are you? Oh, you know, all right, all right. Got to get my morning cup of coffee, like yeah, because he's a duck, and he's like, hey, I got to get my morning cup of coffee. All right, you see him like pour it in, start it up, and he's just sitting there waiting, 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 waiting. He cuts to the king, and the king's just like, he's also waiting. He's like, where is he? Goes <laughs> <laughs> back. He's like slurping it oh, down, and then and then yeah, yeah, and then he's slurping it down. No, he's taking his sweet time. Like it's already started, but he's taking his time in the office break room, and then you hear like. You hear like fin. You you, you you hear like feet slapping on the on the concrete floor down down the hallway, and he he looks. Bill looks around. He's kind of half dazed. The doors swing open, and there's the elephant, the <laughs> elephant from the film. He's like, Jesus, Bill, what are you still doing here? You're supposed to be over. In, you're supposed to be over in. Uh, you're supposed to be. You've been. You're supposed to have visited Kabuki Land by now. You're, you're putting us behind schedule. Get your old duck bot out of here. And Bill flies away. Bill flies away. Really, he's like, oh shit, shit, shit. I gotta get my shit together. You know, he's saying this all internally. Yeah, Bill's got shit a lot of. And ready. Bill's got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of emotional problems. And he's like, shit, shit, shit. God, my mother always said I was gonna be a failure. God damn it, god damn it! And then he flies over to King and the king's like, oh finally he's here. And 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 he can't poo on him. He's like, oh man! So just to summarize, right, is this the triple A plot? That is the sequel plot. Okay. <laughs> no, prequel. 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 It's like it's the prequel. short. The, 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 like the Pixar short. Yeah, the Pixar the short. <laughs> but it's actually kind of relevant to the And, and it's like, like instead of cranes bringing babies, it's the ducks that shit on Yeah, the exactly. It's one of those. Yeah, Swatch little shorts it. that are like found on the DVD extras to yeah. encapsulate the fun. And then he's like, oh shit, I'm not ready to shit on him. And the king's just like, what are you doing? And then he's like, he flies down, he flies down to the king. He's like, look, king, I can't shit. And he's like, have you had your morning cup of coffee? And he's like, of course I have, of Did course I have. Did you put laxative in it? That's Did what all the laxatives are for. Did you go to the general store and buy the bottle of laxative that has the sign written in English for some reason saying laxative for the English viewing audience to understand what it says. No, I should have done that before I start work. King, sorry I'm behind schedule. Do you think you could just say that you got pooped on? You know that's not how it works. You know that's not how it works. I can't do that. My hands are tied. My hands are tied. My hands are tied. And he flies away. He flies away. <laughs> the, king, the king is literally Poach's pilot. And then that's what's happening. And then when the Mr. Bones as a kid predicts that the birds were going to poop on him, the king's like, yeah, yeah, sure. He was supposed to do that earlier today. I don't see that happening. But you know who pulled through? Bill. 
we have to suffer through the A plot. And the A plot is just, sincerely, I mean this, Mr. Bones running around screaming. And through <laughs> running around and screaming, wanting to get the prince back to, back to Kabuki, Kabuki land. land. And, and asking people to go down on him. Yes, constantly. He's constantly saying to Fats, go down, go down, go down. And he's always saying you've got to go down to lots of people throughout the film, but especially Fats. But the A-Blood is the simplest one. Prince, you need to give up the golf, come back to Kabuki land and be the king. But Prince, fucking idiot, won't do it because he's a sane individual and wants to play through the golf tournament. Did you like Prince? Did you like him, Vince? I found him very annoying, mainly because I just wanted the A-plot to be... I, I wanted the film to be over, and he was the reasoning why the film was keep going, because he just kept refusing to do yeah, it. It's, it's like the classic reluctant hero. You know? Refuse the call. Hero's journey. Yeah, he, he was like trying to... He kept running between, oh, gotta get to the golf, or oh, gotta follow Bones. But then there's the girl as well. Oh, yeah. That's the D-plot. But she's a part of the A-plot, too. Wait, what was the C-plot again? C-plot is what she's a part of, which is Devlin. Vince meets the girl, Lentils. Laletti. And eventually Bones leads him to the The village, and the village is like, oh... He's not my son. He's not my son, but then... He can't play golf. But then stuff related to the D-plot happens, and they realise, oh, you must be my son. Meanwhile... And then a plot twist with the B-plot. And then then that's the end of it. Like, Vince learns basically nothing? Does anybody learn Well, Fats learns a lot. He loves loves Africa from the beginning. Yeah, but he learns a lot along the way. Yeah, we'll get to that. Well, let's get to that, yeah. But, okay, before A-plot's over, does Vince learn anything? Does he grow as a character... Really, because he seemed like a he, nice guy. He seemed like a nice guy who 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 he was finds, a golfer. He finds courage through yeah, wanting yeah. to save Lentils the lady. from a conflict in the D plot. That is true, and yes, he actually does gain courage along the way. Uh, there's a thing in the A plot where it's like mentioning that he's like the second best golfer, but throughout the whole entire film, we're shown that he's a terrible golfer, even though. Even when Mr. Bones isn't throwing off his game. And there's a little moment where... Hang on a second. Fats is, like, you know, doing something to the golf balls. And that's when he sees Mr. Bones. And I was saying, is he doing a Smithers here? And we never get an answer. I don't know if Mr. Mr. Lee was actually very good. Like, Vince Lee was very good at golf to begin with. Does anyone actually call him Mr. Bones? No, it's always Bonehead. Bonehead, but he's called... He says, I'm Mr. Bones. I thought he just said, I'm Bones. Oh, who cares? The film's called Mr. Bones, I get it, yeah. Who cares? So, the prince learns something to have courage or how to get courage. Yeah, but, like, one of the things is, is he actually a good golfer? We never know. They actually toy with the idea for a moment that Mm. he could be a bad golfer, and then they give up. But then he he has, like... like, it's like Fats is like it's a guaranteed thing he's gonna win. Yeah. And it seems like Fats is making it a cheated game, but yeah. how do you do that on broadcast and golf? Yeah, and, exactly. he, and he has like a couple of like like Mike conf- boosters that help him. Like originally it was when Mr. Bones is playing music, he's really good, he can get like holes in twos. Then when Mr. Bones is threatening to hit him in the nuts, he does like hole in one and stuff like that. I'm the prince. Right? My gosh. And you do whatever I say. Right? My gosh. 
So what I want you to do is take this back, bring this horn, and play it when I tell you to. And then, you know, of course he gets the girl. They kiss. For some reason, Even though they barely six months more. passes after all the events of the film. The film ends with six months later. Mm. She's pregnant, but she looks like she's nine months pregnant. Lentil. Lentil. Pre- pregnant. Yeah. Six months looks it nine. It seems like they've wrapped up the E plot because he's the best golfer there has been and he's got all this money in the orphanage. I guess it's saved because he seems like he's adopted that orphan girl. because no, no, she, she just put her savings together and flew to America to watch him play golf. And... And they all, he's all happy. He's got a great career as the number one guy. And that's him done. But what about the B story? Oh, Mark, tell us about Fatty Fat Fats and his adventures in Africa. You can start with him getting... You know what you're saying? Like, it sort of plays with him, like, being a bad guy. He's, like, fixing the game. Maybe. Maybe, but it's, like, the hint of that. And then, like, the movie treats him like the comical villain as well, where all this shit happens to him. Yeah, it's like the film goes out of their way to do mean things to him, but he hasn't actually done anything and it's not to like deserve hates, these uh, things. It makes more sense if it was, like, someone who hated it. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, just shit keeps happening. Sometimes literal, literal shit. Sometimes? Happens. You mean literally every single chance they get? There's sometimes where he like gets, I was gonna say get pooped on, but sometimes where he falls into mud. Oh. Sometimes there was he... a moment where he fell face first into elephant shit, yeah, and Bartek funny. exclaimed, "Oh, I thought they were rocks." At first, but then once they got a closer shot, I'm like, "Oh, that's poop." I love that's poop. I man. love the idea that you thought he'd go to land face first. In <laughs> because rocks. no, because I thought the thing was going to be, oh my god, he's going to go back to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you have him being like, what could be a villain character, mm. but he's not at all. But he keeps suffering the consequences that villains have in these types of movies, like but in he these types of. Actually, does anything wrong? Never does anything wrong. Yeah, it's kind of Kafkian, isn't but it? But what else happens to him? So he's well, in the hospital, the right? Main, the main thing is the nurse, who is also Lentil's the lady. mother, who keeps drugging him for some reason. You're getting into C plot territory here, man. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so well written; it all interconnects. Oh right? yeah, it's like it's it's like Star Wars. You know, mm. it's 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 like poetry. It, it rhymes. Again, it's like poetry. It's sort of they rhyme. Every stanza kind of rhymes with the last one. And then he escapes by injecting her, stealing her hair, which we discover is a wig, because everyone wears a wig. Well, she's bald underneath that wig, right? No, she has dreads. Yeah. Really long Shred- dreads, right? Really but for some reason, she's traded the dreads for like an afro. Because it's the 1970s! Do you think it's the... Okay. No! But and she dresses like, like it is. Then there's like this whole other plot of like the mother, the nurse, and lentils Late. going home. And the mother just vanishes, and then suddenly she's just there at the end anyway. Yeah. And then, like, there's this weird thing where, like, like, Fats and the nurse are, like, married now. That's at the very end. That's at the very end. Fats and the nurse get married for some reason, but... So that doesn't make him, like, the prince's, like, father-in-law? Yes! The answer is yes. But here's the thing. Fats throughout the whole movie is trying to get to Vince, <laughs> right? But at no point does he know that Vince has actually been taken to Kavuki Land. In his knowledge of the world, he's seen him on TV just with bones, but he hasn't seen him be taken away to Kavuki Land. He doesn't even know that he's missing the tournament. 
So he never goes to the golf course. True. He goes straight to Kabuki Land. And his journey is just to go to Kabuki Land. Like all great comedy sidekicks, he has a few errors along the way. He somehow gets involved with the D plot. Is that that's the the, <laughs> the father, the father and the not oh, son? The not son, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, do now, we, do we... you keep thinking the D plot's Devlin when he's the C plot. Right. I'm gonna write it down actually. Yeah, D please write it down. Equals pig. <laughs> and for some, like, did we mention that for some reason they need to disguise the pig as an old man? Because like, <laughs> well, we're not up to that. This is part of the B plot and the D plot. Yeah. This so in the B plot, in the B plot, on his way to go to Kabuki Land, he discovers this the the D plot guys, the 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 the, the son-in-law and the father-in-law to be not your son-in-law. Uh, the not son-in-law have a pig dressed up as an old man, and he decides he will remove the pig and dress up like the old man, yeah? But still bring the pig along. But still bring the pig along. And then they're discuss- the, the father and son are discussing the pig and we're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to kill it and spit roast it. <laughs> Which Mark had the best response to. <laughs> we were basically like, yay, a spit roast. Yeah, black guy Between... spit roast but two white guys. You know, like the classic. It's like a whole genre into its own stuff. Yeah. You know? He discovers them, and what happens again? The, the play—it's too heavy because so Fats is what he's fat. fat. He's fat, and their solution is to throw him out of the plane again. Again, it's the logical thing. Again, instead of like landing or he lands on branches and then tumbles down. Who? Fats. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. He fats. And then, no, doesn't he? Yeah, and then he somehow gets involved in the A-plot by seeing... By landing next to Vince in the car. Vince is driving away from being taken to Kabuki Land. He lands in the car and scares Vince out of the car. And Vince gets chased by a lion. And that's like everything happens at once at that <laughs> That's point. when all the plot lines meet. And then he gets his head into a... Uh... Still keep me up with okay. this, by the way. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. This, this, this is the um the sea plot again. Devlin in his helicopter. He's chasing them around and shit. Like, remember that bit where Fats is lost in the desert wasteland for a while, and he comes across a grocery store, and he's really thirsty. He's wandering in the desert for some reason. He gets lost, you know. He's trying to find Vince. Somehow he knows he's going to be in Kabuki Land. But his immediate and, concern... And he sees the sign for Kabuki Land. Yeah, it's I guess. His immediate concern, though, is that he's thirsty. He's thirsty. And he finds the Kabuki Land grocery store. Or a grocery store owned by people from, from Kabuki, Kabuki Land. Because this tribe are totally okay with their tribe members leaving and becoming members of other societies, which I actually was approving of. I'm like, good on you. They meet another, like in the Ace line, they make a, they meet a Kabuki Land guy that's a park ranger, which I thought was pretty neat. But yeah, so he goes to this grocery store. Wow, there's these three old guys out the front who just do not understand what he's saying. And it, and it's like the, the the store's locked for some reason. Yeah, but they're all sitting out front of it like they own it. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, yeah, just just go in, man, just go in. Yeah, they just point to him. They they're just say very anything. confused. Like he's indicating to the door, so they indicate to the door. Yeah, yeah I guess. And and what happens? What's well, his, his he, um, solution to all of this? Is there a he, window kind of open? Yes, yeah, so he goes around the side, and there's a window, and he sees like there's row, like there's like twenty Coca-Cola bottles. Yeah, filled with Coke. Yeah, obviously, which is what you'd expect when. Of course, in a grocery Coke. store. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes one and he drinks it. 
Notice that there's yeah. nothing strange about the taste. He, well, he didn't see the camera's point of view of the laxative sign. Exactly. Which was written in English. And here's the best part. It's it's Africa. Do they really need to sell laxatives? True. <laughs> when the I water mean, does it to you in the first place. Well, like 20 bottles. Like, who's buying laxatives here? In, in you know who? The, the king. The well, uh, no one, because the store was locked. Yeah, they're going... <laughs> Those fucking idiots. Now, here's their story. The F storyline. Back in 1920, a young Kabuki Land resident moved out of the Kabuki Land and said, I'm going to make my own business. I'm going to make a grocery store. And I'm going to show you guys that I can make it in the big world outside of Kabuki Land. He makes his business. It starts booming, you know. It's the, in fact a whole city gets built out of out of his his prosperity. People join him, but you know what happens? The apartheid. The apartheid happens, and his city crumbles, crumbles, and the desert, the dirt consumes it, except for that grocery store, and all that's left are his two other followers: the deputy mayor and the, the city planner, <laughs> and and. This all happened. The city, they just saw it finally fade into the dirt. They sit on the chair of the grocery store that's still theirs that they haven't run in all that time. In fact, it's been locked for all those years. See, that was actually originally Coca-Cola, but it's like so old now. So, no, no, hold on. They sit there, they sit there and wipe the brow from their face being like, wow, we lost it all. It all just happened, and then some random fat guy walks up to them, speaking in some foreign language, demanding stuff, and they're like, Hey, hey man, we've just lost our business. We've lost our livelihood. Our whole city's crumbled, and he's just indicating something, and that's what happened to them. He just drinks a whole bottle of laxatives. And then he chats to them for a bit. Chats to them for a bit. Laxatives start to kick in. But do they kick in instantly, Mark? No, he, he manages to fight through it. He manages like to last to all through the yeah. nights, into the nights, and he when he stumbles across this this building toilet. It says toilet on the it side. It says right? toilet on the big in big letters toilet T-O-I-L-E-T. in English I L E T because English is the only language yeah. they speak in Africa. And so he looks in the door and he sees this big pot like illuminated. Well, like, this big giant toilet bowl and it even has the basin and everything. Yeah, it's yeah, got, like and this, the, pool the white chain thing and... you like usually rest your back on when you're yeah, on the yeah. yeah, the pool chain and everything. So, yeah. it's he he doesn't turn the light on. He just goes there and does he, he goes Well, wait, shit. before he enters the toilet, a white cat runs in. Oh, well, of course, a white it's cat runs in to relevant. give you It goes yeah. meow. No, no, but it's it's a reason he notices the toilet because yeah. it goes in it goes in and he's like, "Oh, there's a toilet there." Yeah. Martek, tell us about your favourite scene in the movie, which is this toilet scene. You reacted quite verbally to this. Well, it, I didn't know it was going to go there, Ryan. That's why I reacted <laughs> to it. So that's, that's the effect of movies. So, guys, you know how I said that sign said toilet? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You fools. The eye wasn't an eye. It was like a gecko or something. Oh, it was a lizard. Lizard, yeah. Oh, it climbed all the way up there. Yeah, it's actually toilet or tole or something. Toilet. Oh, like to lease out, to like to get to... It means that something, eye. but it's not toilet. Do you not know what toilet means? No. It was meaningless in terms of the movie. Okay, toilet is to like stay the night, to, to rent out, to... Oh, so that... Yeah, that's an English so, thing, to okay, let. And that's what where he actually was, Ryan? He was in a building that he could lease out for the night. Okay, I see. But anyway, so yeah, 
He's probably in a house that has a toilet, but he's on the toilet, right? Oh yeah, of course. Well, he's you know he's done his business. He's shit. He needs to wipe. He picks up something on the well, ground. He can't find toilet paper. He can't find toilet paper, but he picks up something on the ground that he probably knows is white, even though he didn't look at it. Yeah. yeah. Little it's plot hole, but don't worry about it. He picked up something white. You don't worry about it, yeah. yeah. Why did I mention a white cat before? I don't know. Anyway, he <laughs> wipes. Relevant. And then, you know, the pull chain Mark mentioned you know, to flush a toilet. He pulls it. The light turns on. <gasps> He's in a living room where a family is sleeping. On the floor. Yeah. And looking at him in shock. <gasps> he's What's on, he done? He's on a pot or a cauldron of some sort. No. He pulls the pull chain a few times to try to flush it, but it just turns the light on and off, on and off. He leaves it on. He hears a meow, and the little girl of the family realizes he used Mr. Kitty. He used the kitty. Yeah, don't gender it. It's just a kitty as yeah. toilet paper. We don't get to see the cat, thankfully. Mm. I was literally thinking it would crawl out, it would be a brown cat. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nice. We only see the cat when it enters the two-let house. But Bartek, I've got a bigger question for you. Did, during all of that big interaction with him noticing the family, the no, family interacting with his pants, he, right, Did he not pull up his pants? But did he jump up and run around in eye view for them, for them to see his dick? They didn't see his dick, but it was certainly a possibility that it could have happened. Hey... Maybe this is one of the benefits of being such a big fat guy. His big fat was covering his dick. Well, that was more what I was thinking. But also his shirt went... He down. was wearing like a, one of those hipster, like one of those Look, Ryan, shirts the that only, so big. Before it was cool. The only... Yeah, he's the OG. Ryan, don't worry. The only dick we saw in the film was the little baby born at the end of the film. Did we even see their dick? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't notice. It was like a little red thing. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh. I really didn't notice really not that. looking in the right places, Ryan. Evidently, I am. Anyway, <laughs> that's else. that scene. He runs away without consequence, really. Yeah, you in fact, it's probably the scene where he's best off. Yeah, so pretty far. much. And then somehow, yeah. And then after that, somehow he does get to near Kavuki Land. He gets near the Kavuki Land, and it's kind of lost. He's just kind of like, here I am. Are we sure this isn't the A plot, given how much we've been talking about it? No, it's only the B plot, you idiot. <laughs> That's still the B-plot going. The B-plot is him in Kabuki land, nearing up, and then wouldn't you know it, the D-plot happens. Mm -hmm. It propels him somehow. I'll get to that with the D-plot. What's the D-plot, Ryan? The D-plot is is the African's father-son-not-son pig storyline. Okay, good. They propel him towards the kingdom... Wait, no. Fuck, the C-plot happened. This... Look, this film's very, yeah. very, I, I hope the very complicated. This. Needlessly so. <laughs> I would recommend it if you want to see something more complicated than a Zack Snyder film. The C-plot happens with Devlin. He somehow hooks onto... He hooks onto Fats' oh, yeah, pants yeah. with a hook that he has on a helicopter and somehow... Flings him into a rhinoceros's anus, which is a sentence I thought I would never utter. And then we have a very, like, vivid, like, very graphic internal shot of the anus with his head stuck in there. And then a very close up shot of him removing his head out of the anus. And then another close up shot of the anus puckering back in after his head has been removed. The rhino doesn't really move from his spot. No, no the rhino enjoyed it. Mark and I commented that this rhino must have no. some things going on well, because he did not react. Play. That's what they had their horns for. He's, he's, they, they go around. Oh my god. 
You're implicating that riders shove their horns up each other's assholes. He's got a point. He's got a point. I've never been to and Africa. To, and to the spit roast in the mouth as well. well of course. What else would they use it for? Well, Fats then gets his head out of the asshole of a rhinoceros, which is again a statement that got made. And the D plot. And the D plot collides with him, flinging him into the kingdom. And you discover, and I discovered this because I made a prediction. I made fifteen predictions you to be did, honest. Because it was like, who is the actual prince? Because the prince mustn't be the real prince because that's too easy. I predicted off. Oh, it'll be Fats. He'll somehow roll in, and his necklace will come out, and he'll be like, "Oh, this is from my mum. She said I was born from an African king." And he showed a photo of the mum. And that literally is what happens. And he's the actual heir, and then he becomes the king. He marries the nurse, and he stays in Africa to watch his friend play golf on TV in the middle of the wilderness. And he didn't even need to scare a lion into its cave, <laughs> which is apparently a traditional thing that you need to do to prove you're a man um the end the end of plot, plot b now do you feel do you do, do you feel how this is this episode's feeling like a bit of work to get through it's because it is. this film is work well, we got through this the, we felt got through the hard part right this felt like a chore to watch <laughs> this was such a fucking but a chore. joy to sit through Bardic, since you're a big fan of plot c Go into depth about it for us. I'm more of a demon. Tough shit. Uh, Plot C. So this is the plot centering around Lentil. The lady? And Devlin, who owns her. (laughs) So when we first meet... He does the arm grab. He grabs her weakly by the arm and she goes... I asked my girlfriend, because she's a woman, if... Women are susceptible as a weakness. Like, if women were video game characters, is their weakness arm grabs? And the answer is yes, apparently. Well, in video games, whenever you use a grab on something, they're completely gone. Yeah, you can't do anything. So Devlin's whole deal is that he made a really big bet on the prince to win the golf tournament, and the fact that Bones is trying to take Prince away from that is interfering with his possibility of winning, like, more than $4 million, his bet. (sighs) Um, and he has a... Is Lentils his... Lady. Girlfriend? Yes, it's his woman. Yeah, abusive relationship with the girlfriend Lentils. The lady! Who says that belongs to him. Lentils... La lady. Uh, is a singer of some sort. I she guess. sings like a couple of songs. She sings a couple of songs. She also has an City. accent that's South African to begin with, and then just turns into an English accent by the end. But when I say that, you're thinking, oh, progressive, like slowly with a progression. No, first scene, she's all like self-African, city-African, and blick. She's she's like that. She's like it's kind of New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, know. they they mix. With yeah, each other. And black. And, and then by the end, she's like, I'm a black woman. Yes. <laughs> oh, ho. And she wears a wig. She does wear wigs yeah. throughout the film. So, and there's, you know, there are scenes of the prince interacting with the two of them. And then some of the B stuff happens with Fats being in the hospital and the nurse, like, keeps sedating him. Yes. We eventually learn that the nurse is Lentils's Lilletti. mother. Which... Yeah, which serves nothing to the story. Yep, and they go on a trip some to... They're going to Kavuki Land, right? They're all going to Kavuki Land. Yeah, they go to Kavuki Land, but unfortunately, they get stuck in a puddle. Devlin 
takes a very long time to go to Kabuki Land because he doesn't know where they've gone to. But you remember who told Devlin to go to Kabuki Land to find them? It wasn't. There... He was a main player. It was a big character. Such a huge character. Their eyes were bulging out of their heads oh, so much. Yeah, yeah. It was the caddy, the local caddy, mm. who was also from Kabuki Land. Because well, everyone black, who black. isn't the main villain is from Kabuki Land. And he's like, yeah, they're in Kabuki Land. Go get him, Devlin. Like, what was his stakes? He didn't get paid. He doesn't care. He's just probably saying they're gone there. Don't do no, anything. No, no, no. He went to him specifically. He was like, mm, Mr. Devlin, I, I have some information that will help you. Why does he want to help him? He doesn't even know him. The caddy, in the interest of fairness told him information that he should know, you know. Not necessarily, hey, you got to do your bad guy thing to do this, mm. make this happen, but because you should know where the plot is going. I, I apologise to Mr. Bones. I was a bit harsh there, making connotations to the moral complexities of that one character. In all fairness, he doesn't know the bad guy's a bad guy. All he knows is Vince Lee has been taken. Just a couple of things, uh, just between you and I, that I think you should know are going to happen if you don't win this tournament. Those little orphans of yours, they're going to find this big new golf course right where their little orphanage used to be. Finds out they go to Kavuki Land, so he, so he must go there very quickly. Very quickly, and we don't see him for like 40 minutes. <laughs> Does he go by himself? <laughs> I believe he brings two people in a helicopter. Yeah. With their own voices, of course. <laughs> their own voices. Oh, yes, there's a blonde woman with, like, a red shirt. Oh, yeah, she's a recurring character. She gets stabbed in the butt. <laughs> yeah, she... And shot in the face. She... And she goes down on that. And she falls out of the helicopter at one point and we never see her again, yeah. Um, and she has her own voice, yeah. Yes, yes. She's what we call, uh, probably dubbed. Yeah, an, AD, an ADR. <laughs> he was, like, watching every time she came on. You know those animes where they use the English dubbing? Yeah. And the... the speed race. The speed... Yeah, stuff like that, where it's, like, they... They talk like this! Because they have to quickly get the sentence out to match the lips. Mm. <laughs> That's how she felt. <laughs> but she was speaking English. Yeah. It was great. It's like... Yeah, it's like those comedians who get footage... Of, like, politicians and dub over them with some silly words. That's how she sounded. She sounded like Kevin Rudd, PM. Yeah. So the nurse, she, we see her again at the end. She's on Kabuki Land. Of course. Uh, the girlfriend, Lentil. She, you know, meets up with the prince and they have, you know, relationship development. And eventually, uh, Devlin shows up for the climax. Yeah, of course, with, with guns. Mm-hmm. Because he's South African. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, then the climax kind of happens. They take Devlin out. Do they... Now, here's something I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. What happens to the lottery ticket? Uh, the ticket with the $4 million? Yes, he, his whole... His main prop throughout the film is the pink slip that says... Oh, like, this is mine. This, no, is, this is the bet that I made. I need this in order to claim my money should I win. Um, he gets into the helicopter and... Oh, the prince does a Guara Guara move with a rock and hits him and he drops the ticket. And it falls and he's like, no! I really thought that was going to land on with Fats. Yeah. And yeah. Fats were like, ha-ha! Yeah, it made sense because it cut straight to Fats laying there. And I, we, I thought, okay, so somehow they're going to fit in the time for him to go win the golf tournament, which they do. And they'll win all this money. But no, the, the ticket's gone. No one wins. 
the four million dollars. In fact, no one wins nothing. With Devlin, does he die? I actually can't remember what happens to Devlin. I think he just fucks off. I Wait, does he? Because they fall out of a helicopter. Well, the woman did. Did he? Yeah. They all get thrown out one by one. For some reason, it's this really drawn out scene where. Devlin and the other guy fall out. The guy who shoots himself in the head. Because <laughs> you have the headsman who shoots himself in the head. Because it's logical. When you go he like shoots, a... like, towards his head. No, but then later on, he's bleeding profusely from the spot that he put his hand on and went, ah, after he had shot. Right. So it indicates and, and... that he shot himself in the fucking head. Yeah. Because the film... Look, Bartek, it's okay. Yeah. You don't have to defend this movie. <laughs> you just have to say like it has flaws and the flaws is the film itself we're going to crash throw out the pig what about my wedding throw out the bloody pig okay so my 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 personal favorite is the d storyline which is there's <laughs> <laughs> only like four scenes too yeah five i think four and they probably cover the span of three minutes <laughs> three to five minutes yeah. of story <laughs> They keep interjecting the film with these with these two guys, this old guy, South and the, the two South Africans with the thick accents, and and you know they sound like from District Nine or something, right? And I even commented, when's Shatlow Copley going to pop up in this movie? It's certain South Africa. It doesn't feel right without him, and. Their storyline is just, yeah, like you said, they just want to get a pig back home they so have, they can yeah, they spit the roast pig, it. But they keep, but they keep to having it. to throw the pig out of the plane because it's too heavy. Or and then an they can't bring... No, no, I know why. They, they're trying to go to the, the airfield and they don't have any... Re- they keep getting denied access to the airfield because they have no reason to use a plane. Because I think it's an emergency plane that they use. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And they then the they truck. decide, anyway. oh... We'll, yeah, but they live far away, is what I'm it, gathering. They're, they're all in driving distance, though, because Fats literally walks there. Yeah, Fats <laughs> literally finds it. Their first scene. They, they first meet scene. them, they get on a plane with a pig. It's too heavy, they throw it out. It lands on Fats. But what I'm trying to say is, they have scenes where they get denied access to use the plane, so their logical conclusion is buy an old man mask, but we don't see that scene. We see a scene in which they're driving with, with an old man mask, old man. with his old man mask sitting in between them, and one of them's holding it, and he's just like, what's this about? And I actually said, did the father-in-law, like, make a dummy of himself for some reason? And then there you discover they're going to use it to bring the pig through... But they don't even know where the pig is. They, in fact, give up on the pig. So I guess they thought they were going to find a new pig. But they somehow stumble across the pig again. They put on old man mask on it. Drive through to the airport. Bung it. Like, Fats somehow gets in contact with the pig. Puts him as the pig. They drive through and they're like, oh, this... Old man who's clearly a rubber mask is a geriatric who needs to go to the old folks home. And the guy is like, yeah, sure, use the plane. And they find that the plane is too heavy. Again. <laughs> so they throw fats out of the plane. They realize it's fat uh, at this point. <laughs> do they? Yes, because he takes off the mask. And they're like, oh my god, and throw him out of the plane. Throw the pig out too, I think. I think. No, I no, think no, they, they keep take the, the pig. pig. And then the next scene is like fat stumbles across their like farm. The, I'm the pretty sure. Home and you meet the daughter. And you meet the daughter the daughter who's yeah. in the wedding dress, which indicates that's the wedding day. Because the son in law is wearing a tux. But the father is still wearing like a, a wife beater and shorts, and he's going to go out and shoot the pig in the fucking face. 
And then while he's going to do that, he gets off his because he has to ride a quad bike from the front of the house to, down yeah, to, to where the pigs down to the pigs, which is in visual range, like visual sight of Less the house. Less than hundred meters, yeah. Yeah, so basically it would take a minute walk, but he has to use a quad bike. And Fats gets on the quad bike, he slam, accidentally reverses, a, accidentally reverses, hits the far like the father-in-law. And and it breaks the, breaks the pen yeah. open. The pig runs away, and the father in law is like, "I'm gonna get him," but then he gives up, and we then he aims the his. Again, no, we never see the piggy again. And then and then uh, and then he aims his gun at the son in law, like, "I'm gonna shoot him," and then it cuts. And I said, "If that's the fucking, I bet mm-hmm. that's the final scene." I was wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. He like aims I at the daughter was... and the son in law. And I was like, I was fucking wrong, because their final scene. Is them in the plane again? I guess looking for the pig or going back, and then the father gets angry because he says "pa," is and he goes, "I'm not your pa," and then literally throws him out of the plane, and he lands on Fats and propels Fats towards the village where he discovers he's the actual king and prince. So that was the payoff that entire. Uh, but plot. wait a moment, is that the end? No. Vince is on a quad bike going back to the golf tournament and that guy survived the son-in-law and he's, you know, trying to get a lift and he goes, no, sorry, sorry, I've got to go to the golf tournament and that's the end of the story. And then the plot, well... Orphans are sad, then the end of the movie, they're He might have adopted an orphan. End of film. Here's the thing, here's the thing. All of these plots, convoluted, muddled, confusing. Someone, I mean this, wrote this down. Someone, a, the lead actor, yeah. a bunch of yeah. people, I feel, mm. had different ideas. There was literally like five or six people, and they had all these ideas, and they all said, ah, let's just do them all. Yeah. There's probably a, a whole plot line about that father and son-in-law duo. Uh, yeah, like the A proposal. real plot. And they were like, yeah. They'll meet the parents, yeah. Yeah, like meet the parents, like all this kind of stuff, like all this kind of wacky stuff. But nah, it's lost. Hit me with that music, man. Hey, listening people, I know what year this film is from, but these two don't, so let's hear their guesses, huh? Ryan and or Mark, whoever wants to go first, what year do you think this film was made or released in? I, I want to say it's like it's very modern. It has like modern sensibilities. Very progressive. I, I want to say like progressive. <laughs> you fuck yourself. <laughs> you go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fucking progressive. Had, the kid had multiple wives, Ryan. You. That's not progressive for South Africa. You fucking tell me where the progression came from. You fucking liar. But do go on with your lies. They're very good with animals. Like, yeah. They're, like they're, they're going to spit roast some, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you know. No animals were harmed, I'm sure. Exactly. Apparently. Exactly. Except for the ones who had their anuses violated. Well, in real life, the acting animals. <laughs> but go on, Mark. It's progressive. It's always... Yeah, yeah. You know, like... It's a feminist film. Go exactly. on. Women are literally owned by men. Go on. Yeah, you know, like all the wives, they seem happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's progressive for polygamists. That's what we need in our cinema nowadays. Like, I don't think that's a group that's really underrepresented. You know, I, I find it really offensive personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. As yeah. a Mormon, you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to answer the question directly, what year? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> got, I, I want to say, say like twenty fifteen. You're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're a fucking liar. <laughs> Mark. Mark. Okay. These beds. <laughs> right, he might be right. These beds is 25. <laughs> <laughs> I will be fucking gobsmacked if you're right. Okay. The footage quality. So, so I had some like tip-offs during the movie. Yeah. Technology, clothing, but also cultural references. So Simba is referenced. Akuna Matata is referenced. So it must be after the mid nineteen, like early to, after the early to mid nineteen nineties. If I didn't know, if I'm going to say it straight out, but if I didn't know, if they didn't have those things there, like the TVs were kind of flat screenish, which meant it was late 90s at best. Mm-hmm. But say if I didn't have the Lion King there specifically, I would have guessed originally like 1995. But I'm going to guess 2000. The millennia. The answer was 2001. 2001? Yep. The back of the box says wow. 2003. I was so happy if I watched this after 9-11. I would be happy too. <laughs> that is not good. That is not guara guara. Oh, I get it. You're a retard. My place. Got it. Is there anything else we want to talk about with this? I want to talk about film. the cats. I, I, want to, I want to like find a cat and I want to give it to you with your eyes closed and see if you can tell the difference between a cat and a toilet paper. Well, I can't, evidently. If it doesn't move or meow, I think it's toilet paper. That's my motto. You reckon? Bartek, what about you? Yeah. I mean, look, you see all... You have a... You had a cat. I did, yes. He was black. He wasn't very fluffy. Um, he was so fluffier than toilet paper. Toilet paper look, you've seen all the... I don't know about other countries, but in Australia, a lot of toilet paper ads got like a puppy playing with toilet paper. Exactly. No, it's just like a comparison between like an, an animal and toilet paper. So, you know, it's hard. It's very Australian sensibility if that's not an international kind of... Yeah. You know. In this film, for no reason, a lot of fluids, including spit, look white and semeny. And Bartek was really obsessed with the idea of Africans get covered in semen. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Mr. Bones gets spat on. It looks like semen. Well, yeah, the stuff that comes out of the king's mouth and onto Mr. Butt comes. It looks like, yes. Yeah, you chose wisely there. Yeah, it comes with the correct word. I consciously did. Freud would say, you did it on purpose. Kuna Matata! Here I come, Africa! Here I come, Africa! So the scenario is this. There are three of us here, and there is a man that wants to kill us, Mark. Okay. And if we want to take him out, we literally need four people. But there are only three of us. We have to find a fourth person. And that fourth uh, person okay. has... Person? That fourth person? That fourth person has to be from the film Mr. Bones. Okay. Who would you select? Who would we pick from Mr. Bones to help us be... And be the fourth person to help us take out the guy? It could be anyone or anything that appeared in the film. Mm-hmm. Elephant. The elephant? Elephant. The elephant, Ryan? The elephant. Well, elephant was boy, unstoppable. It took down a helicopter. It did take down a helicopter at one point. Look, I was going to be a smart aleck and say Bill, <laughs> the bird, <laughs> but he's had enough heroicisms for one he's day. He's retired from 2000. I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Bartek? That elephant did take out a helicopter at one that point. That elephant was unstoppable and it pooped really What hard. about Mr. Bones' son? The white, the, the white, white baby <laughs> that's at the end of the film to be revealed that Mr. Bones impregnated the king's wife so that he could have a son. And the king just goes, 
clicks his fingers, points, and goes, classic. <laughs> um, I would choose the white messiah baby. Uh, you already picked the baby before, Ryan. I've always... I, I love babies. Uh, you picked baby Jesus from Robots. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I actually will agree with Mark on this. The elephant? I think the elephant in the room is the elephant. And he's going to help save us from this dastardly villain. But how's he going to do it? He's going to be our fourth person. Yeah, he's going to be our fourth yeah. individual. I think my runner-up would have been the dad from D-Plot. He seemed also unstoppable. The not, the not dad. He got knocked out. Well, he's the dad to the the woman. Yeah, I guess. But his whole thing is, I'm not par. Yeah. Apart from getting knocked over by the quad, you know, he, he was pretty unstoppable. He throws peep everything off the plane. But <gasps> we should have chosen the plane. <laughs> well, a plane crashed at the beginning. Could it carry so, all of us though? That's pr- it doesn't support weight very well. Well, the plane is the fourth person, so we don't need to... I worry if it was an emergency plane, how it can't handle weight of a pig. Yeah. Oh, so... But the second time it could. We're versing a boss. Yeah. And we've got an elephant on our team. Mm-hmm. What's the boss going to try and do? This, this evil be, killer. This can be the boss of the, of the level. What's is he gonna, it, is it Devlin? It's Devlin in his helicopter. It's a flying boss level. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be pretty awkward if we picked Devlin as our fourth person. Or the hell, or the plane. This is an RPG turn-based combat, so it's Ryan's turn. Attack, defend, item, run, what? Okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna choose elephant. Okay, elephant. Well, no, it's your turn. It's not the elephant. Oh, turn. can I choose elephant? You can skip your turn. I think oh, okay, okay. Character. I'm gonna use An golf. Item. Golf. Guayamara. I'm gonna grab. No, no, golf. Okay. I'm gonna swing my golf club. To the golf ball. Oh no, I missed. But I get minor effect damage because my golf club hit the helicopter. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah alright. That's so what they call a birdie. Wait, so we're fighting a helicopter? Well, Devlin's yeah. in the helicopter. Okay. He's, he's an air boss, remember? He's in the machine gun. You have to take out the helicopter. Alright, Mark. Attack, skill, item, defend, um, run. Okay. Skip turn. So, Prince can jump really high. So... Why not? Why can't, why can't I do that, you know? Yeah, you can jump. Oh, I'm going to jump. Yeah, you're I'm a jump human. And grab hold of the helicopter and hang off it. Or okay, Mark's caused a sustainable amount of damage because he's jamming the blades, but not <laughs> enough But not enough to bring the helicopter all the way down. It's like, you know, in a boss level when you have these kind of things, it just makes it fly closer to the ground. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Bartek, yeah. it's up to you now. All right. I use skill, um, magic, dice throw. My damage is going to depend on what, you know, what you I land roll. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I throw the dice, I only roll a 2. <gasps> no. Only only 20 damage. Damn it. Now it's the elephant's turn. Elephant, he chooses run literally towards the uh-huh. helicopter and fucking <laughs> decimates him and Mark as well. Aww. We lost a team member. But we gained a Wait friend. Wait a second, but after the battle, you know, we went da 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 Pause. Item. Phoenix down. Mark Russell. Resurrected. <laughs> I literally was going to say the opposite of that, which is you hear the new life sound effect come from the helicopter ruins and Mark just punches the helicopter blade off and he's like, I had an extra life. Everyone, everyone but Mark gets 100 experience because he was passed out. At the he end. passed out. Hey, I contributed my spine. You were over leveled though. Some might say Mark was spineless all along. You were a high enough level because you're. I, I really never high. chased the lion into the cave. So Bartek. Yes. Would you recommend this film? 
When we did a Wobots Christmas, I said I would as a thing of like, oh, you know, show your friends how crazy this thing is. Maybe along those lines, but it is also longer than a Wobots Christmas. So I think, and you know, because we watched this blind, so we were going to watch it no matter what. But knowing what it is, it's it's much harder to rec. I think this is the hardest. Oh, I don't know. This might be the hardest film we've done to recommend because it is so crazy. But I cannot deny that I did get quite a lot of laughs. Some of them from you guys' reactions, but also some of the stuff in the film did make me laugh. There are better things out there, and there are things that are much easier to find than this film that was only distributed according to the website in South Africa and has Thai text on the box. And is not for sale. So if I recommended it, I would say if every single piece of entertainment media in the world got destroyed except this, you literally have no choice. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. And if everything in the world still exists and you have it, give it a go. Give it a go if you've got nothing better to do. As long as you're blind. Again, I didn't hate it. It didn't hurt me. But there are there are better things to do. Well, I'm not going to recommend this. I thought I was going to with the first 15 minutes. I thought, okay, okay. No. The blurb's like the first 10 minutes. Okay, no, I thought with the first 15, 20 minutes, I thought, okay, it has enough crazy stuff and then hijinks and wackiness and lapse in logic that I would want to recommend this. But the reason I'm not going to, I would say I'm not going to recommend this is Mark and myself and my girlfriend, by the end of the film, we were all slouching we were all drained of energy and life. Mark got so, like, secondhand embarrassment from the film. He crawled out of the couch onto the floor and kind of tried to roll away. <laughs> it's embarrassing to watch at points for pretty much most of it. And yeah. above all else, it's infuriating to watch. I mean, there's the D plot line with the with the father and son-in-law, and that's kind of wacky and fun, but, like, the rest of it's really annoying. They're all loud. The music! We didn't even mention music. The music's really annoying. Every now and then you'll hear, like, lines of dialogue done in DJ remix just chucked in there. Soul Brother thing. Soul Brother and all this kind of stuff. It's annoying. (laughs) It's, like, really annoying. I'm going to say no. I mean, there are little nuggets here and there, but you have to scrape through an elephant-sized shit to get through to it. Mark? Well, I I agree with parts of what you said. Like, oh, good. It is a roller coaster. The first, the start has promise. Like, there's a lot of awkward moments, like mm. the, the spitting and the bird The bird shits. shitting, yeah. Yeah, so it's all good moments, but, like, it has promise. and But then it gets to the point, and, you know, it does have a few laughs. Like, I did laugh occasionally. But it, it has the point, so I, I literally could not watch it. I'm just like, no, this is just disgusting. I, I literally could not watch this. Yeah. It was like, ugh, no. And so... So that's a recommendation. Yeah, I don't think I can say anymore. Is that a yay or nay? I don't want to think about it. So, no. <laughs> He's afraid to say no because the film will come get him. <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to haunt my nightmares. Oh, that's a guarantee, mate. You guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. What if they weren't paying attention and they were just... You're fucking... Ooh. 
Mark, a pleasure to have you on. Thank Bartek, you. it was a pleasure here. to engage with you in conversation about Mr. Bones and watch it along with you. Of course, mm-hmm. same goes to you, Mark. You. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, you can check us out. Spit and Polish Presents. We are on YouTube, Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, a whole slew of other podcasting services and apps and stuff. And if you want to suggest uh, any kind of mystery box things to us like hey hey this one would be good for the mystery box and i could look for it or shows or movies for other show on appreciate masterpiece we'll just want to say hey you know contact us on on the facebook page spit and polish presents and then you know share us around you know like a used condom throw us at your friends and let them have a full earful of us the condom is full of uh, spit as from the mr bones universe yeah exactly mm-hmm. seemingly uh, you guys, as always, remember to be kind to each other. You know that um, no. there is actually a meme called Mr. Bones? It's not related to this film. No, I didn't know that. It's uh, Apparently it started with one of those early PC games, like the Roller Coaster Tycoon or something oh, like that. Yeah. Apparently there was a notorious like map with a roller coaster that had like a skeleton called Mr. Bones on it. Ah. And players who would get on it would expect like, oh yeah, it's just going to be a ride and get off. But apparently the ride like gets stuck. And um, the person who made the map would tell them like, oh, you have to say Mr. Bones, let me off your wild ride. So you get like a bunch of people saying this line, Mr. Bones, let me off your wild ride or something. Do we need to chant that for this episode to end? (laughs) Probably. And then uh, the one that I'm more familiar with is there's a YouTube channel called Daniel from... SL, which oh, yeah. means Second Life. He's a guy that goes onto online games, you know, multiplayer games, and pretends to not know how to play. Oh. So he gets it, he makes like a bunch of faux pas and acts like, I don't know how to do this stuff. <laughs> he, his most recent video is like this 30 minute project where he makes a theme park in a game called Gary's Mod. And there's, a, and there's a haunted house called uh, Mr. Mr. Bones' Wild Ride or something. Mm. And he just keeps trolling people and making them yell, Mr. Bones, let me off your wild ride. It sounds like we need to scream that right now. Guys, on the count of three, I think we need to chant this together for this for us to be free of the mystery box episode, okay? <laughs> yeah. So it's Mr. Bones... Let me off your wild ride, okay? I think yeah. it's actually, I want to get off your... I don't know. Whatever. Mr. Bones, let me off your wild ride. Yes. Okay, it's quicker. Mm. All right, so three, two, one. Mr. Mr. Bones, Bones, let me off your, your wild, wild ride! ride. Yeah.